Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Welcome to Dan Bongino's show, our end of the week interview segment. I am proud to announce today we are going to be interviewing Don Trump Jr. in just a moment after interviewing his father, the President of the United States, Donald J. Trump, last week. Please go check that interview out as well, where the president breaks a whole lot of news. It's uh, We're very proud of it. And thank you all for tuning in, spreading the word on the show. Folks, let's get right to it. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at OMAX. Ladies and gentlemen, you an athlete, weekend warrior, or someone who deals with constant joint pain, back pain, muscle soreness, or arthritis, finding a natural remedy that instantly works may seem non-existent. We found one in this house. Ladies and gentlemen, we'd be lost without OMAX. There's unfortunately all too much pain in the Dan Bongino household. Most over-the-counter pain relievers such as Icy Hot and Bengay only focus on the cooling effects such as menthol, which temporarily takes your mind off the pain until the pain returns in an hour or so. Folks, if you're looking to get rid of nagging muscle and joint pain immediately while providing long-lasting recovery, then you need to try the natural breakthrough pain relief solution, Omax Cryo-Freeze. Paula, how much do we love this? Paula actually called her mother-in-law and told her to go find the cryo-freeze in the other house. Ladies and gentlemen, it's like a roll-on. It looks like a roll-on deodorant. It, you get that unbelievable cooling sensation, and you get the benefits of CBD. A non-prescription, triple-action, cryotherapy roll-on specifically formulated to block pain receptors. This stuff is amazing. Paula's neck was hurting the other day. It isn't anymore. Reduce inflammation, improve muscle and joint flexibility. It's 100% natural, CBD-powered remedy. It works its magic within 10 minutes of application and lasts up to eight hours, much longer than over-the-counter products. It's super easy. Throw it in your gym bag, take it on the go, take it on the road, roll it on where it hurts, and ice the pain out with an Arctic blast. Omax is offering my listeners 20% off a one-month supply of Omax CryoFreeze plus free shipping. This discount also applies towards any product site-wide. Just go to OMAX, O-M-A-X, health.com today and enter code Bongino to take advantage of this incredible savings. That's OMAXhealth.com and enter code Bongino to get 20% off OMAX cryo-freeze and site-wide. Folks, you're looking to relieve muscle and joint pain within 15 minutes, go to OMAXhealth.com, OMAXhealth.com, enter promo code Bongino today to get 20% off site-wide. Don't let muscle soreness continue to be an excuse for living an active lifestyle. OMAXhealth.com, promo code Bongino, feel released faster. All right, we'll get to the interview in a moment. Again, with Don Trump Jr., I'm going to cover a lot of territory, including his new book, Triggered. Um, He's just as he fillets socialism and identity politics in his book as well. But today's show is also brought to you by our friends at Helix Sleep. Ladies and gentlemen, Helix Sleep makes the best mattresses out there, hands down. We love Helix Sleep in our house. We actually have two of them. We have two Helix Sleep mattresses because the first one was uh, my daughter's and my wife was in there uh, reading my daughter books at night and was falling asleep on the Helix Sleep mattress. And I was uh, I was raving about it. So they sent us another one, which we absolutely love. Helix Sleep has a sleep quiz. It takes just two minutes to complete. It matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you, for you. It's a custom mattress for you. You a side sleeper, hot sleeper? You like a plush or a firm bed? With Helix, there's no more guesswork and there's no more compromising. Why get a mattress made for Joey Bag of Donuts? Get a mattress customized to you. Helix Sleep is rated number one mattress. The number one by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's the most comfortable mattress I've ever slept on. You will too. Go to helixsleep.com slash Dan. Take their two-minute sleep quiz. They'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. They have a 10-year warranty. You get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it, but you will. Right now, Helix Sleep is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Dan. Get $200 off your mattress order. Helixsleep.com slash Dan for up to $200 off your mattress order. Go today. All right, folks, without further ado, my interview with Don Trump Jr. And I want you to pay particular attention. 
uh, to Don Trump Jr.'s answer, especially at the end about his own political ambitions. I know a lot of you like Don Trump Jr. as I do as well. I believe he'd make a great candidate in the future. You're not going to want to miss it. Check it out. My interview with Donald Trump Jr., author of the new number one New York Times bestselling book, Triggered. All right. It's my great pleasure to welcome to the Dan Bongino Show, a great American, a, a patriot, and, I, and I'm honored to call him hopefully a friend, uh, Donald Trump Jr. Don, thank you so much for coming on today. I deeply appreciate it. It's my pleasure, buddy. And you can certainly call me that. Oh, well, listen, we've met a few times. I've watched you speak. Uh, we've spoken about issues, and I know these mean a lot to you, uh, issues that matter to conservatives. I'm showing your book here on our show, Don Trump Jr., the author of what I'd like to add is the now number one New York Times bestseller, Triggered. I'm three quarters of the way through. I have a number of questions on the book. Um, but just before I get to that, um, Don, I was just listening to your dad on Fox & Friends, a great interview. He was kind enough to come on our show last week. And uh, I'm, I mean, just a kind of a personal question. I know the audience, I get this a lot. You know, how's your family holding up under this just relentless assault? I mean, we're in the middle of hoax three. You really are. And that's, this. I, that's what I said. In the, I mean, I talked about it in the book, which is I was the number two target of hoax number one, right? The original hoax that started, you know, let's call it November 9th, 2016, the day he uh, won. It's, you know, it's sort of, it sucks, obviously, Dan. It, I mean, it, it's no fun. It's this kind of thing. But the reality is, uh, you know, we got the genes to program to fight. And that's what we did. And that's what we've done all along. And that's what we'll continue to do. And, you know, it, again, the American people are seeing it. I'm reading an article on the way into work this morning. You know, Democrats holding an impeachment party in D.C. It's like, well, what, what happened to them taking it very seriously? And it's a, it's a terrible and somber process, Dan, because I keep hearing that from them. But they're, you know, it, it's one big joke uh, for these guys, you know. Uh, you know, they, uh, Ukraine's a big problem all of a sudden. It wasn't a problem when Russia invaded Ukraine. It wasn't a problem when Russia shot down uh, a passenger airline under Obama's watch. Those things, that wasn't a big deal. We're not going to do anything about that. We're not going to say peep. Um, you know, but, but Trump has a conversation, uh, and it, it, it's just insane. But again, they've overplayed their hand so many times. I mean, you've said this so well throughout that the American people no longer give these guys any credibility. I put up a tweet yesterday, which literally goes, oh, and it's over for Trump. You know the first time they said that? January of 2017. Okay, about right. moments after the inauguration, uh, the Washington Post wrote the first the article, the case for impeachment, in quotes, on exactly 19 minutes after he was sworn into office, uh, after the inauguration. That's about the amount of time it took Obama to be nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize. It is disgusting. It's going on under our eyes. It, the, the corruption at the high levels of these institutions is disgusting, and we got to do something about it, and we will keep fighting. So, yeah, it's no fun, uh, but you know, we all have the Trump gene, and we like to fight. Well, you know, it's interesting. Nobody seemed to care. And I'm holding up the paper article here because liberals have a tough time with digital. Uh, Ukrainian efforts to sabotage Trump backfire uh, from Politico, the infamous now Ken Vogel piece. Uh, nobody seemed to care about Ukraine then either, Don. I mean, as long as Ukraine and Ukrainian officials, we now know yeah. documented on the record, it's not a conspiracy theory, we're working against your dad. Um, it was practically celebrated by the left. Uh, Quite uh, odd, 100%. Huh? But the problem is now they're pretending like this has been debunked. No, it hasn't. Uh, <laughs> it's only been debunked because it's convenient for them to say that it's debunked. Uh, you know, but yeah. that's the way it works. I mean, there's a double standard in all of this reporting. The Democrats and the mainstream media are one. Okay, The mainstream media has 
no longer there's no longer a pretense of objectivity. They've just decided, hey, we are going to be the marketing wing of the Democrat Party. We're going to say whatever it is that's possible to do that. It's why they have no credibility. They've literally every hey, I was a part of three of the biggest bombshells of you know the last two years, right? Apparently, where I, I apparently got WikiLeaks before everyone else because you know Adam Schiffer, one of his lackeys, you know, changed the number on the date of the email. They erased a one, so a fourteen became a four. So it looked like I had the email from WikiLeaks six days before, rather than four days after the rest of the world. Uh, you know, you know how many corrections I got on that one? Zero. Yeah. Okay. Then, then, then I knew because Cohen knew that the, this. But then I told my father about it. I mean, his own lawyer walked it back. His own lawyer walked it back. Said, "No, no, no, that was wrong. That was wrong. Uh, no corrections. No nothing." And each one of them. Oh, we got them now. We got them this time, Dan. Yeah, they're they're just hoping uh, to get him on anything. And if only they had the same sort of scrutiny uh, over the people at the top of the FBI. I don't mean the door kickers. Those guys, I mean, those guys come up to me on a daily basis, Dan, disgusted. They're like, I can't believe what these guys have done. I can't believe they'd tarnish our badge. And it's not the door kickers. It's not those guys that are actually doing the real work, right. you know, carrying badges and guns. It's the lawyer schmucks at the top that have been politicized. And it's the same thing. By the, by the way, you see that with so many of the military brass. You see that with the Vindemans. The amount of vets that I know, whether it's the Rob O'Neill's who are speaking about it being, this is the guy that we all hated when we were in the military, you know. It is truly sick, but because he's a leftist, because he's giving the Democrats exactly what they want, he is beyond reproach. It was Bob Mueller. Right? Bob Mueller wasn't there because he was a great or competent prosecutor. Bob Mueller was chosen because they could say, hey, he's the former head of the FBI, Dan. He's a, he's a decorated yeah. Marine. Trump can't, touch him. Yeah. Trump can't criticize him, even though the process is purely politicized. Trump can't touch him. Okay, then you get him on. You put him on the stand, and you realize in about thirty seconds. Oh my God, this guy's about thirty years past his prime. He has no idea what he's talking about. He it doesn't even appear as though he read the report that bears his name. And again, these are right. why I wrote a book. Right. I was able to put this thing in long form. They could take my Twitter account, and you can only say so much in two hundred and eighty characters or less. So you know, I put it in three hundred pages, and uh, you know, so far it's worked out pretty well. It's been a bestseller for two weeks in a row. We're talking to Don Trump Jr., author of the book, as you can see here, Triggered, an absolutely fantastic book. It covers everything from targeting on YouTube to identity politics to socialism to what I might add is Don Trump Jr.'s version and his story, the inside scoop on what happened with the collusion hoax. Folks, uh, please pick it up today. Um, Don, how do you feel about last night breaking news? Uh, obviously a leak to CNN and The Washington Post to take the edge off what I believe is going to be um, a, a damaging report. I don't want to be hyperbolic, like, you know, see everything to your dad is a bombshell. Ah, you know, I'm so yeah. tired of that nonsense. But it, it appears it's going to be damaging. The IG report, a leak last night that an FBI line lawyer may have manipulated evidence against Carter Page to further a, a warrant to be able to spy on essentially who was at one point uh, it, a, uh, and uh, an operative inside the Trump campaign. How, 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 how does this make you feel? How about it's about time? I mean, Dan, you yeah. know, go back on my Twitter feed. I mean, we, we've all been talking about this. All conservatives have been suspecting this for so long. You know, they, they wouldn't touch these guys because they're above reproach. Again, you know, you can be John Brennan and you can go lie in front of Congress. And what happens? Nothing. 
But if you're a Michael Flynn, you know, a decorated general or something like that, you, you screw up right. because you can't afford their, their tactics. Don't, don't forget, their tactics weren't about the law. The tactics were about getting people in there long enough. You know, a guy like Michael Flynn can't spend millions of dollars on legal guys to be able to go in there and be able to make sure that they have everything. So he went in in good faith and probably screwed up whatever it may be, and they'll destroy his life for it. Remember, he's on the conservative side. He was on Trump's side, so he doesn't get the same benefit of being above reproach. It's not just the FBI. It's all of these institutions. And someone's got to start investigating the investigators because it's run amok. You've seen what's going on with Comey, with Brennan. The list goes on and on and on, whether it's Susan Rice, whether it's the outrage of last week, which was me apparently outing the whistleblower, even though his name was in right. the article. <laughs> It was, his right. name was in the article that I retweeted, right. and it's like I'm outing yeah, the whistleblower. I'm like, I don't know. I saw him on Drudge four days ago. Like, <laughs> we're pretending that we we don't know who this guy is still. Like, what are we children? And then I realized, meanwhile, Don didn't CNN go hunt down a woman down south who put out a meme about like defending your dad? I mean, these are yeah. the, a woman who no. an innocent civilian, and I mean, it's so ridiculous. Well, no, it goes worse uh, than absurd. that, Dan. I mean, so the outrage was that I apparently outed this guy, even though he's on Drudge Report. Like, I so I outed him. <laughs> they weren't mad that I outed him. They're mad that once you did, people could see, oh, he was Joe Biden's guest at state dinners. Oh, he's friends with Brennan. Oh, he's in the photograph crying like a petulant child outside of the Oval Office the day after my father won. Like, this guy isn't the quote-unquote humble public servant they're trying to make him out. He's a CIA partisan hack that's been, you know, uh, that's on the other side, and they don't like that out there because it makes their narrative go worse. You could see them crying about the, the outrage that I was a part of a few weeks before because I was speaking at a conservative conference down in Florida was that there was a meme, literally a cartoon meme. I didn't even see it. It was shown in the back room on a laptop to eight people, literally like eight people. Like it wasn't like played and it depicted like they put little avatars on a cartoon, like a Tom and Jerry thing, I guess. And like it was violence against the media. And there's outrage front page of the New York Times, all this outrage, the violence against the media from conservatives. But you know how much time they spent on literal, actual assault committed against Trump supporters coming out of the rally in Minnesota that same weekend by Antifa and and these guys, like where people are sent to the hospital, zero. Yeah. I mean, yep. They mm -hmm. were upset about a cartoon, but they're not upset about actual violence against Trump supporters. Because guess what? If you're a conservative, if you support Trump especially, you know what? It's okay. They probably deserve it. You know, we went yeah. from being deplorables to irredeemables, and now it's like, you know what? You're disposables. That's all it is. Yeah. They, they don't give a crap. And so there's a tacit acceptance in there, and it's disgusting what's going on in this country right now. When you well, look well, at the record Twitter, of what Don, my father's too. accomplished, despite this kind of uh, – 2020 should be over, but it's not. Yeah. Because of well, you're on Twitter. You've the seen bias. the language on Twitter, deplorables being kind. I mean, you, you've seen it. I know you're on there as well as I am. I mean, the stuff they call us uh, is outrageous. Can I ask you one question on this, on, 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 on fake whistleblower? Because it's not a real whistleblower. If you, every time no, I tweet it, whistleblower, I always put it in quotes because I'm not calling this person. They didn't blow the whistle on anything. Um, yeah. th that's what a whistleblower is. Um, you know, what, what bothers me about this case uh, with the whistleblower is I don't think tactically, typically the Democrats are smarter than this. Listen, I obviously ideologically share nothing in common with the modern Democratic Party, but they're usually a little more tactically efficient. I, yeah. I swear to you, Don, I think they should, you, you and your dad should send the thank you card to Adam Schiff. His approval no, rating's up. 
It, well, it, it's Trump derangement. <laughs> it's Trump derangement syndrome. I mean, they they can't they can't think straight. The hatred is just so visceral. They, they can't even imagine. You know, when Adam shit. Well, I don't know who the name of the whistleblower or Vindeman. I don't know other than I gave him the information. Like, well, they both. I mean, they're literally Ridiculous. under oath on stage. Like, you really don't know it. Like, I want them to be looked at and prosecuted the same way that if I lied under oath to those committees. Okay, if I did oh, that in my in 30 hours in of testimony, I did 30 hours of testimony. Yeah. I, wanted, I want them to be treated the same way that I would have been had I lied to those committees in doing it. Yeah. Guess what? That won't happen, Dan, because if you're yeah. on their side, there's an element of protection. And the reality is this. Very few on our side fight the same way that they do. Very few people go all in. And that's why Trump has been successful, because he doesn't just cave. He doesn't just fold. He doesn't just crawl yeah. up into a corner and die because the other side would like him to. That's what conservatives have done for years. That's sort of the Mitt Romney school of thought, you know, in political, you know, in politics. That's the Paul Ryan school. Well, oh well, I want to be liked. I want to be. Good. I want to get invited to the cool person, you know, holiday party. Uh, it, it, it's just very different now, and so it, it's great to see guys like Lee Zeldin, Mark Meadows, Jim Jordan, Matt Gates. You know, these guys that are coming out of the woodwork and fighting. God knows yeah. we need that in our party for a change. And Trump created that. Well, I think they understand these guys. And I'm with you, by the way, Don. I, I was under the impression in the past, and I, I still am with respect to, unfortunately, all too many people. A lot of, of, of Republicans up on the Hill are really Democrats. But no Democrats are really Republicans. And that's been the problem for a long time. But 100%. I think they understand that if they're allowed to take your dad down, and this is unquestionably a soft coup. Anybody telling you otherwise is, quite frankly, delirious. Um, I think they understand if this is allowed to succeed, there will never be another Republican president again allowed to stay in office because they'll have a successful model. So you're well, seeing kind of guys every like, Republican. You know, it's just the, the hatred for Trump is that much more. They don't like someone who's unconventional. The reason my father has been successful is he doesn't just follow the talking points from some bureaucrat stiff who's never done anything in the real world, who sits in a place for years, but you know, is all of a sudden a subject matter expert, not because they've had any successful policy, whether it's the Ukraine or Russia. They haven't made any strides, but they're sitting there, and then they're outraged that he doesn't just blindly follow their incompetence. You know, that sort of Einstein's definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over and over and expecting a different result. Trump doesn't do that. He handles things differently. He always has. Just look at the way he speaks. Look at the actions he's done. And then more importantly, Dan, look at the results. There's a reason we're getting the results that we have for the first time in decades. And it's not because he's following the talking points. It's not because he's following the status quo. He's not doing what they've done, which is fail for decades. And that scares them. Well, we're talking to Don Jr., author of the new book, number one New York Times bestseller, Triggered. Again, a fantastic book. Highly recommended. Don, in the book, um, you absolutely slam um, identity politics. It's a, it's a terrific portion of the book. And in relationship to that, you and your father uh, have, have, throughout your life, have committed yourself to causes uh, all over the, the spectrum, regardless of color, race, creed, whatever, yeah. through your charities, uh, and and I again a more a personal question, but it relates to policy as well. How does it make you and your dad feel? I mean, listen, the Democrats are always concerned about feelings. No one seems to be concerned about your dad's feelings, but this is a genuine question. So your father's record, you have record low minority unemployment, black unemployment, Hispanic unemployment. He has made a concerted, vocal, public effort to recruit minority voters and make them feel welcome in the White House. And yet no. 
The media turns around and disingenuously calls anyone associated with the Trump orbit without any evidence whatsoever. Matter of fact, with counter evidence, racist. I mean, probably the worst thing you can call someone. I, I got to yeah. wonder, how does that make you and your dad feel? Well, listen, it sucks. And the reality is this. He's the first conservative to sort of break from those norms. I mean, you think that prison reform was a Republican talking point before Trump made it happen? You know, I, I watch the Democrat debates and they talk about all that injustice. I don't know, Joe Biden, why didn't you do something about it for the 50 years you were there? Like, what, you know, why what, you're going to do it now? What, what about the last half a century? What would you do? They talk, you know, and I see that. And I mean, hey, I wrote about it extensively in the book, but half the people that are out there leading the charge of racism and all this stuff, I like, I'm like, that's funny. We weren't so racist when you're having dinner with us five years ago. You weren't so racist at the apprentice finale when you're hanging out with us backstage, taking pictures back and forth. You know, I, I saw that over and over again. And, you know, my father nailed it. Um, I tell the story about sort of the last, you know, the last moments that we had with him before he announced, uh, you know, that he was running before he announced his candidacy back in uh, you know, June of 2015. And we're going down in the elevator together as a family before he sort of walked over to the escalator to do this sort of, uh, you know, infamous, uh, you know, approach to the mic. And he just looks at me and he just goes, "Now we find out who our real friends are." And he nailed it. Like, it, there was no, no truer words have ever been spoken, meaning he knew exactly what was going to happen. He knew how vicious it was going to be. He knew how many quote unquote friends would turn. Guys that have said incredible things about his past, all of a sudden, now all that's forgotten and they're conven- conveniently hiding away from these things, whether it's, you know, Al Sharpton, whether it's Jesse Jackson, whether it's half the, you know, the rappers that used to write about him and used to hang out with us. Like, all of these things, you know, he just knew it. And what, what's cool and what's sort of more than measure of the man, Dan, is that he said that to us before he announced, but he did it anyway, meaning he knew what was going to happen. He knew exactly what was going to happen, and he did it anyway because it was worthy. It was important, and it had to be done, and it wasn't going to get done with conventional politics. It wasn't going to get done by whoever else would have been the Republican nominee. You know, if you the, any of the other Republicans up there, how many of them would have stood with Kavanaugh under those accusations? What, Jeff? He would have lasted for about three seconds, maybe less, before he rolled over, allowed them to steamroll this guy, destroyed his life, pulled the, you know, pulled the nomination for the Supreme Court, and, and, and moved on. And then they would have done it to the next guy and the next guy. Because there is no limit to what the left is willing to destroy. They did it to Kavanaugh. A guy that the only thing I'd ever seen from him prior to that was him working like a soup kitchen every Sunday for the last right. 20 years. Right. You know, they, they did it to a kid like Nick Sandman, you know, 16 year old kid who did nothing. He literally stood. He, frankly, he had much more control than I probably would have uh, when confronted by that sort of you know, that that activist clown, uh, you know, pretending to be a combat veteran. Uh, you know, they they destroy, they would destroy a 15 year old kid's life. Why? Because he's white, because he's male, he's wearing a MAGA hat, he's from the South, and he's a Christian. That's like the holy, you know, the holy grail of leftist identity politics. We can know one guy that serves five of those great things that are so terrible uh, in America. We, we can just ruin his life. And you know what? We'll do that to a 15-year-old. Who cares? That's, there's well, no limit to what they're no. willing to do. No, there isn't. There, the, the moral depravity, I jokingly call it TDS level six. I mean, I just fabricated the number because they fabricate the charges against your dad. Um, you know, one of the things I saw recently, which I found fascinating, is uh, approval ratings in the black community for your father 
are nearly double what they were even at the high point of prior Republican presidents in the last two or three decades. So I have to tell you, Don, I don't think the attacks against you, the the fake disingenuous, I would call them, and I mean this, evil attacks, because there's really nothing worse you can call someone than a racist. It speaks to a level of ignorance your father doesn't have. Um, Yeah, I don't think they're working at all. Um, One, one, I know we're short on time, but your book, another chapter of your book, you just filet socialism and you relay some experiences from family members of yours uh in in czechoslovakia um listen uh, with this far left bent of the democrat party elizabeth warren talking about at one point i kid you not close to 100 percent tax rates uh confiscating the wealth of 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 millionaires of of, of which by the way bernie and elizabeth are of that class um I, I, I got to believe this plays well for your father uh, out there, this class warfare strategy the Democrats are engaged in, because that's not America. America's not an envious, uh, jealous place. No, 100 percent. And again, like I, I got I get it. In, in 2019, I got a caveat everything I say with, yes, I get it. I'm the son of a rich guy from New York City. But, you know, my mother escaped communism. Uh, as a child, my grandfather, who was a blue collar electrician from over there, said, hey, the, the, the blessings, the experience, the freedoms that you have in America are so incredible, but you have to see the other side. And so he took me from like the age of six over there. I have friends. I spoke the language fluently. I used to spend you know, four to six weeks there every summer um, you know, before the fall uh, of communism over there. And like I've waited in those bread lines, Dan. I, I can assure you they're not awesome. Like It's not this great system. <laughs> right. and I, so I always say, yeah. you know, if the Democrats, they'll get up on stage and tell you that $93 trillion, you know, 15 times U.S. government revenue to stop farting cows and air travel, you know, that's a wonderful plan that will magically pay for itself, like the Green New Deal, right? They can get someone to say anything, no matter how stupid it is, they'll get someone to sell it. How come they don't have someone from Eastern Europe who lived under communism, from former Soviet Union, from China, from Cuba, from Venezuela? How come they can't find one person who's actually lived under communism and extreme socialism who will come here and say, no, 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 let's bring this stuff here. Let's bring it here. It's wonderful. It's been so good for my country. They can find someone to say anything, and they can't find that. There's literally not a single person who's lived under these systems who will vouch for it and say we should try it here. And yet it's no longer a fringe element of that party. I mean, it's always been out there. But like now, it's literally the leading candidates. They're all basically socialists. They're all basically going there. And my 93-year-old grandmother, who is still alive today, who lived under those systems, and this is not a soft lady. This is someone who escaped, uh, you know, who hid in the basement of her farmhouse uh, during the Nazi invasion during World War II for two years. This is someone who lived under 40 years of communist occupation. She calls me to this day in tears because she sees CNN over there. There's no, you know, conservative outlet. You no Don. You you can't let them do it. It always sounds so good. It all everything's always for free until it's not. It sounds. This is a woman who's gone through a lot. Who's in tears, Dan, for fear of her grandchildren, me, okay, my kids, her great grandchildren, for fear that she knows what this bait and switch is all about. She knows what these big government policies do in the end. She's lived it. She knows how terrible it is, and she she's been through a lot. And she's in tears every few weeks, saying, "You can't let it happen." I'm like, "Trust me, trust me. I'm out there fighting." Uh, She doesn't see that because she doesn't get the alternative viewpoint. Uh, But it's scary stuff, and that's my motivation. Yeah, it's a powerful part of of your book. Again, we're talking to Don Trump Jr., author of the number one New York Times bestseller, 
triggered. How great does that feel, by the way, to have the New York Times have to put you number one? I think that's just fantastic. Honest, totally oh, separate. Man, I, I, I know I, only to be a fly <laughs> on the wall when that happens. So they, they, they do the whole thing. Well, you had some bulk sales. I go, yeah, you mean the RNC yeah, did a promotion where they marked up the book 300%. They made half a right. million dollars selling my book on their website to individuals. I go, right, but take it out. I'm still, I, I was still double the next number two. So they're trying to create it. this like fake story like I warehoused them. Like I bought them somehow myself and put them away. Like I didn't buy 71,000 books. Like I, we just did a good job and there's very few conservative books that actually say more than sort of the milk toast conservative aspect. And so it's been, it, listen, I think it bodes very well for us. I mean, it means that there are people out there that are interesting. I mean, when the RNC did their email blast, we had a 27% open rate on an email, which is unheard of. I mean, if you get two or 3%, it's normally a miracle. Um, yeah. You know, but but that didn't happen. So you know, it's a uh, it's interesting, and I think it says a lot for 2020. And again, if you look at the results, if those results are able to filter down to regular people, you know, you, you mentioned the African American community. I mean, it should be a yeah. no brainer. But make no mistake, it's going to be hard to get that message down to the final voter because the DNC has a stranglehold on on the messengers. Uh, they, they, it's going to be difficult to do it, but they got to be able to see it. If they open their eyes, they see the results, they see what's actually happening, and they don't just vote. With history, same when the Rust Belt. I see that all the time. You know, well, you know, if my grandfather knew I was voting for a Republican, you know, he'd be rolling over in his grave down. I go, what would your grandfather think about today's Republican Party? What would he think about what's going on today? And that's when they're like, oh, you're right. Like this isn't your grandfather's Democrat Party. Don, listen to some of the speeches JFK gave. You would think they were today Ronald Reagan speeches. He'd be (laughs) be a conservative Republican. Uh, Listen, I know you have to run to me. I have two two quick questions and we'll run. Again, we're talking to Don Trump Jr., author of the number one bestseller, Triggered. Uh, We'll put a link up on our our social today um, as well. This is a a tough one to ask, but uh, given everything that's going on and people in the the White House that that seem to just not get the uh, memo that your dad won the election or in and around the executive branch, I shouldn't say in the White House specifically, do you trust the people around your dad, Don? It just seems like left and right, these swamp rat bureaucrats yeah. do not want to accept that your dad won the election. And we have things like this fake whistleblower who blew the yeah. whistle on nothing. The, the answer is very few. There are some that I do. The, but the reality is this. Hey, like all things in D.C., we've seen that it's a swamp. People are covering their butts. They're not going to go all in for Trump because guess what? In five years, there will be a time after Trump where he's not in there. And, well, if you supported him, then there must be something, you know, if they try to bring it back to the old norms, uh, you know, so that's the problem is people are still catering to sort of the swamp. They're not catering to the president. They're right. not following through with his agenda. Right. That's what we saw all this week where, you know, ambassadors, they're supposed to be delivering his agenda, not their thoughts. His no, no, agenda, Don, they're, they're delivering they're the consensus foreign future, policy. And if they go all in with Trump, <laughs> that means they're going to be hurt later on, and they're trying to protect that career for later, not doing their damn jobs. So that part right. is pretty scary, but that that's the hard thing that he's done. That's the hard thing about coming in as an outsider. You don't have that Rolodex of people that you've been working with for a long time that you can trust. So you have to fill up 4,000-something positions in government. Uh, you're doing that oftentimes guided by people who don't always have your best interests or want to take care of their friends. They, you know, they're sort of in the game. Whether they were with you or not, they'll pretend they're with you. So it's, it's a swampy place, and it's, it's pretty difficult. Yeah, I heard a hysterically consensus foreign policy. Uh, your dad's the foreign policy. They should read the Constitution. Uh, some part. Exit question. It's a quick one. I get this all the time. I'd, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you. I, I mean, all the time from people who love your dad and are familiar with your family. You have any political ambitions? I mean, people really like you, Don. They feel like you're a really strong advocate for the Second Amendment, 
the Constitution. Um, they, they, they like your go get them style. Uh, any political ambitions for you in the future? <laughs> Listen, I, I enjoy the game. I like it a lot. I would never rule anything out. My reality is my only and sole focus for the next 12 months is getting him back in office because I see the changes that he's making. I love the damage that he's doing to the establishment institutions that have failed us for so long. I love having an outsider's voice. So my only focus right now is getting him reelected. After that, you know what, we can have a conversation. But you know that, that's the only thing I care about. I, I will waste exactly zero energy on anything other than that for the next year. Here. Understood. Totally understood. Uh, Don Jr., uh, Don Trump Jr., author of the great book, Triggered Folks. Please pick it up. I can't thank you enough for your time. God bless you and your family. I really feel sorry for everything you got to go through. But uh, if this was anyone else, they would have folded a long time ago. Your dad's got a titanium spine. So thanks for everything you're doing, Don. Appreciate your I time. I appreciate it, my friend. Thanks and be well. Thanks a lot. Take care. Take All right. Care Bye-bye. All right. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed the interview. Glad to hear that uh, Don Trump Jr. is not ruling out any political ambitions in the future, but obviously his goal is to get his dad, um, who I support, strongly reelected in 2020, advance those conservative principles. We addressed a lot of things. We covered identity, politics, socialism, the relentless attack on his father, the breaking news last night, which we covered on my podcast, our regularly scheduled show earlier in the day about the FBI employee altered information. Uh, just devastating stuff, folks. Uh, please spread the word on the interview show next week. We have Brian Kilmeade from Fox Schedule. I have a bunch of questions from what it's like working there. His new book um, about the Alamo, which has some information. Shockingly, you think a million books have been written on the Alamo? There's stuff in there that I haven't I haven't heard told that way. Uh, you're going to love it. Check it out next week. Brian Kilmeade. Thanks for tuning in, folks. I really appreciate it. I will see you all on Monday. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud and follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino. Hi there. Sorry for the interruption, but are you enjoying this show on Google Podcasts? You should know that the Google Podcasts app is going away this spring. That's right, going away, gone, as in no longer available. You can still enjoy this show elsewhere, though. Try out Spotify or Amazon Music, or maybe TuneIn is more your style. Whatever app you switch to, be sure to follow so you never miss the next episode. And thanks for listening, wherever you listen. <laughs>